Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. Hey, it is good to be with you on this Monday afternoon. Hello. What a day it is, Sonny. It's beautiful. It's happy out. Beautiful Coming off day. of a win yesterday. A big win. Woohoo! Big win. Man, how was the weekend? Weekend was great. We uh, watched a lot of football yesterday. Too much football? Yeah. I mean, it was just a good day. Hung out with the kids. I started painting. Whoa. I started painting. Like Bob Ross painting? Yeah. Are you tap, tap, tapping? I am tap, tap, tapping. And I'm telling How's you, Scott, I'm pulling you right on in this game with me. And here's Whoa, why. No, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. It is so calming because you have, it's like, I think this is one of the things I love about golf. You, it's quiets the squirrel in your head because you have to really look and zero in on this tiny so, little space that you're painting. <laughs> Are you painting by numbers? Yes. Okay. Big fan of number seven and number 38. Why? Mm, I just like those colors. And you can just paint over here. You can paint over there. You will love it. I am now a chime-listening, bird-watching painter. Okay, something has happened. I know. It's age. We're old. Wait, you're a bird-watching, chime-listening, paint-by-number painter. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Okay. My kids are like, what is happening to our mother? (laughs) Mom just went and got 50. I know. Settling into our uh, senior years. That's right. That's what I'm doing. Just one step away from ordering the clapper on Amazon. <laughs> no, it was a good weekend. It was good. a very good we, weekend. We went, to T- we went to TSO on Saturday oh, afternoon. I oh, I know you love that. So the, <clears throat> for those who don't know, uh, TSO is Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Uh, Sarah and I have gone, oh gosh, 10 years in a row. It, it's our rite of passage. It is, if you have never seen TSO, oh my God. And Can I be honest? I, I feel like it would make me a little dizzy. If you're, if, if you have epilepsy, there's do no not, way. Don't go. Don't go. Okay. So you guys, Scott sent me this video over the weekend and it's, you know, dun, 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 but the lights yeah. are almost too much. Like it's a lot. So l- look at this. No, it's a laser light extravaganza. Look at that. That's fire. Yeah, but do you ever have to look away? Oh, oh. Because I feel like that would make me like, whoa. So, you know, I love laser. I love fire. I love blood. All that stuff. We, I mean, this concert went on for two and a half hours. 
There was blood? Does it come with a no. warning oh. in the beginning? No. Like, okay. Like, you know when you go to see The Phantom of the <clears throat> Opera? Yes. It will say to you, if if you are noise sensitive, there is a very loud crash scene in the third act, whenever that chandelier falls. Right. Um, they don't come out and say, if you have any sort of ocular issue in your life. Or sensory. <laughs> yes. This is not the place for you. No. All right. And we, we, we got to, like, probably hour two and I, I finally I just said to Sarah I said I can't do it anymore and I, I I put my hand over my eyes to like block myself and I said I can't I just can't do it anymore it's it's too much it was it is the greatest visual explosion you've ever seen in your life yes yeah. yes okay it's amazing Let's talk about the Chiefs game. We have to go back. We have okay. to talk about it. All right. Why do I feel so bad for one player who has paid millions of dollars to catch a ball? You're talking about Tony? You've seen the memes. It, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know what they are going to do. But when he dropped that ball, that was thrown directly to his hands. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, my gosh, he's going to be fired today. Why do I always feel so bad? And Butker missed a kick. I couldn't believe that for the first time in a year. And Taylor Swift was there. Oh, so exciting. And the world was happy. Everyone was happy. Yeah. Why do I feel so bad? Because let me tell you why. I think this is why. I was talking to my husband about this. I feel like when everyone is talking about your performance in a way that most of us cannot even understand, you're going to go one of two ways, Scott. You are going to come out the next game raring to go and catch three touchdowns and score three times to show the world that that was an anomaly and that call never should have been made and all of those things. Or you're going to get in your own head. Yep. And he got in his own head. Mm-hmm. Why, why do you feel sorry for them? I don't know. I just do. When the minute that happened, I went, oh, no, 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 no. Because you don't want them to fail. Even individually, you want them to do well. That's all. His mistake is playing out in front of everybody. It, it would be like guy. the worst day that you've ever had at work. Mm-hmm. But millions and millions of people are not only watching that, but then weighing in and commenting That's on it. That's right. Oh, you mean like when you go to rehab? Yeah, sort mm-hmm. of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But your issue helped people. You know, this is just a bunch of, you know, the next day, armchair quarterbacks going, anyway, (laughs) it was still a great game. I don't feel sorry for them. Oh, I do. Oh. I know. That's where you and I, like, every time a kicker misses, I'm like, oh, buddy. Oh, I'm like, ooh, practice practice harder. I know. Uh, Maybe try that kick again. They're saying that he has a new client and it's Butterfingers. I'm sorry. They're, people are being so mean. <laughs> but, like, that's what happens. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's got a new client, Butterfingers. <laughs> um, the one thing I will say about the oh outfits God, worn funny. in the fancy suite yesterday is that if you look this up, the Kansas City Star okay, did an article about, about it. About the, mm, hat? the hat. Okay. Hey, you guys, this is so amazing. Number one. Taylor in front of the whole world screamed the F-bomb, and now even people that did not think they loved her now love her even more. When somebody shoved Kelsey in the end zone, they look back at her, and she is just screaming what is very clearly an F-bomb. 
And Chris wrote on Twitter, she's officially one of us. Number two, and this is just great local business news, a local businesswoman who works at this place that does retro things and handmade knitted outfits and things. I love this. Hand yes. crocheted that hat she was wearing yesterday. Mm-hmm. They are now going to be on back order forever because I don't know how long it takes to crochet a hat. But this it's got is, a little 87 yeah, it's got on it. It's got a little it. 87 on it. Yeah, it's cute. She is selling those for $30. I'm like, you need to up your price, sister. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But what a great yeah. nod to local business. I think, that, I think it's great. Who is selling that hat? I'm going to look it up right now because okay. I don't have the star article in front of me. 913-586-7798. 586-7798. So good. Dan Weinbaum, Dana Wright. My name is Scott. That guy over there is Q here on KMBZ. There has All right, we will get to this story in the 3 o'clock hour of the program from Channel 5. A newly released state property values report finds that 15%, check that, in Jackson County, any home that was valued over 15% is now considered invalid. Yep. That means that roughly 69% of all homes in Jackson County are affected. 70% of homes in Jackson County, have a valuation that is now considered invalid. Let me give you an example. The woman who colors and styles my hair says to me that they cannot pay the tab that is due. It's right after the holidays. It, you know, went up 78%. Yeah, it's due like on January 1st. And she said, we have never been able to get a hold of anyone or even understand the process to try and get this fixed. And I said to her a couple months ago, I go, babe, you, you, you have to fight this. And she said, well, we don't know what to do, but I can tell you we'll lose our house. We can't pay it. And so this is really good news for mm-hmm. a lot of people who at the worst time of the year got stuck with some ridiculous bill because they did not know how to properly do their jobs over there or contract with a company who did. So who joins us at 3? 3 o'clock, the state auditor, um, Scott Fitzpatrick, will be on the program. We have also reached out today to um, stocking cap maker extraordinaire, Catherine Cacho, who works at West Side Story. In Kansas City, who provided the cap to Taylor yesterday. Um, you can understand she's busy. She's probably on the Today Show as we speak. Right. Do you know what I mean? But I do want to get both of them on it's today. because super cute One hat. is a story that is going to help tens of thousands of people. And one is a story that's just going to put a smile on your face. Right. And she, she walks in last night to the game in Foxborough wearing this hat that everybody in Kansas City wants today. And now, Scott, made with recycled <clears throat> yarn. It's all upcycled stuff. Oh, it's just amazing. A story here from Fox 4. The NFL has fined Kansas City Chiefs coach Andy Reid and quarterback Patrick Mahomes for violating longstanding league rules prohibiting public criticism of game officials. Andy Reid receiving a $100,000 fine today. Patrick Mahomes receiving a $50,000 fine for their behavior. Uh, Okay. Yeah. This is back. This is the Bills game from a week ago. 
Now, somebody said they will, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Where you, you will appeal it and it will be knocked down from 100000 to 50000 I was a little surprised at the reaction I got when I wrote, if every Chiefs fan sent a dollar in, we could wipe out that fine for coach. Not because I don't understand that he can pay the fine or that certainly Patrick Mahomes can pay the fine, but to prove a point, Scott, that that is ridiculous, that you should be able to say when things happen that this referee did not do his job. I've never understood that. In in other sports, can you not say that, like let's say in hockey or in gymnastics, are you not allowed to say they missed this call without – and, and who what? does who does and, that and we, ben, who does we, that benefit that if I say something because a ref didn't do his job or I don't agree with a call it, it benefits no one that I lose a hundred thousand dollars it it benefits no one and and they never go back and they'll never say you're right you're right we blew that one and, and so you get the win no it never happens so you might as well just keep your mouth shut because the only thing that's going to happen is you're going to get fined fifty grand or 100 grand, they're not going to overturn it. It's not going to become a loss to a win. No, it's too late. Yeah, it's it's all too late. So you're going to be out 50 grand. What's the point? There is no point. All right. People were mad that I even suggested. They, they make that in five minutes. They can pay it. And I go, you're missing the point. Right. The point is it shouldn't have happened. Story here from the Associated Press. Uh <laughs> The promise of self-checkout, Dana, was alluring. Mm -hmm. Customers could avoid long lines. They could scan. They could bag their own items. Workers would be freed up from doing these monotonous tasks. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. In 2021, self-checkout represented 30% of all transactions, roughly double from 2018, according to a new survey. But the technology is facing a reckoning. Amid the critical holiday shopping season, some retailers are adding restrictions while others are pulling out completely. This fall, Walmart removed self-checkout in three stores in Albuquerque, New York, or New Mexico, as part of a location-by-location approach. Uh Good. Target is now limiting the number of items to 10 that shoppers can stand, uh, scan in a handful of stores nationwide. Bingo. There it is. Okay. There if, it is. Okay. This is brilliant. If they said to me, if you had, f- I, I'm more comfortable with five items, not 10. Five, item, five items or less, you can go through self-checkout. But you don't go through self-checkout with 238 items for a $400 grocery bill. Have you seen the meme that says, long story, but I walked into Target the other day wearing a red shirt and I'm filling in for Debbie now on Saturday. I mean, <laughs> the funniest memes I've ever seen. Uh, good. I think this is an experiment that didn't work. I can't stand it. If you if you have one or two lines for people that are just running in to buy a pack of batteries, or then I don't have a problem a with it. Dog food or Whatever. Yeah, right. Beyond that, let it go. All right. Speaking of shopping. Okay. Boy, did this headline catch my eye, and we are going to load up the phones for this one. This is a guest commentary Story in the Kansas City Star. Rethink adopting a family for Christmas. Ooh. Kansas City, just give the gift 
of respect. And this is by Shelley Strassner, special to the Kansas City Star. As the holidays near, organizations and faith-based groups often choose to engage their members in the spirit of giving to those perceived to be less fortunate. The tradition of adopting a family brings with it baggage of Lady Bountiful or the Knight in Shining Armor. The Mid-America Assistance Coalition leads the way in connecting families and those who could benefit from additional resources with agencies that have gifts and household items to share. Mac and many public agencies know those families are in need. They know who the families are. In years past, individuals and groups have been so proud of themselves and get pleasure out of, quote, adopting a family and buying items for its children. The donors often want to give the gifts in person. They get gratification. But the receiver's dignity wanes. To say anyone is adopting a family for Christmas is misleading. I don't agree with this next part. Adoption is a legal process and would put the adopting family in the permanent role of parent or guardian. Simmer down. Children then don't see their parents as their providers. Someone else is putting their parents out of the picture. That is why several area charitable Christmas shops give each party a role and receivers get to select what works best for them and their families. When the giver and receiver are on the same plane, it feels like sharing. So instead of I'm going to adopt and I'm going to give you this toy and look at me, I'm so charitable, there are organization scott that let the families come in and shop for their own children and i think she's okay. also saying the adopt a family and maybe there's a, a a more updated term we could use for that because it really does it not make us feel good and the recipient feel like another reminder well, they're, that they're, i cannot they're a hand me down. that i cannot provide for my kids so, this year so, so what they're saying is instead of dana or scott buys the gift and we give it to the family we're like, hey, look how charitable we are. The family gets to come in, maybe buy a gift. Yeah. Buy an air quote. With credits or something. Right. Uh, for the for the kids and then wrap them. They're under the Christmas tree on Christmas Day. I will, I will tell you this. Is that what we're talking about? Yes. Okay. Put yourself hmm. in the situation where your, your girls will, were little. And for whatever reason, God forbid, Scott, you could not provide anything for Christmas. Mm -hmm. While you would be thankful that someone came in and delivered toys to the girls, it would crush your soul. I'm thinking about Dana and Scott. Would it not just crush you that, yes, they're happy, but I can't provide this, and this is another example that— that I am somehow less than. My my job is to provide for my children. Can't do I, it. I can't do it. I'm relying on this church. Mm. Or are we overthinking this? Huh? No. I don't think we are. Now, hmm. I don't agree with her in changing the term adopt a family. I mean, come on. Everybody knows you're not actually adopting a family. Because it's one day. You're going to give gifts, feel good, and then never see those people yeah, but, again. But why do you need to feel good? And... By you feeling good, sure. does somebody else feel lesser than? Okay. But how many families listening um, once a year go down and feed the homeless at the soup kitchen and drag your kids down there to somehow feel, make, feel make your, good, your, let's but be count your blessings like that the, this isn't, I mean, do but you know when, what I'm saying? Yes, but when you when you take your daughter or your son down to the soup kitchen, why are you doing that? <laughs> 
Well, for a lot of people, I think it is to show them, or I don't want to say to teach them a lesson. To make yourself feel better. Right? Maybe. But then again, if you didn't, who would? If you didn't go down to the soup kitchen and feed people to make yourself feel better, who would? Why does it make me uncomfortable talking about it? Because it, it's that time where we, where we give, where we expect to be recognized. Mm. 913-586-7798-586-7798. That's Quentin. She is Dana. My name is Scott. Here on KMBZ. Let's go to George in Lenexa. George, good afternoon. Hello. Welcome. Well, hello, George. Hey, guys. Merry Christmas. I can't see north, but that's okay. Hey, hey, Merry Christmas to you. What do you think about this um, op-ed in the Kansas City Star? Is adopting a family, should should we rethink the way we do it? Um, I, I want to touch on something I think Scott said. I don't do things like that because it makes me feel good. I, I do things like that because I can. And yeah. I've been down. I've been in some pretty low places before. And I've always tried to teach my kids that, you know, you you can go either way. You, you've got it pretty good. But, you know, it could be either way. You might be this person. Or you may be successful, but you need to help others. Um, my kids, I've always taken them. We do the angel tree at Christmas. We do the toys for tots. Um, I travel for a living. I steal all the little soaps and shampoos and things out of the hotel. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. And for you. I go buy a Bible. I go buy a little pocket Bible, and I put a $5 bill in there, and I put that in a Ziploc bag. And when I see these people set down on the curb, you know, I, I give that to them, and I tell them God loves them, and and I'm praying for them. And, Good for you. You know, some people some people criticize. Well, they're just going to go buy beer with that. that, that that's that, not that, my place. Yeah, that's, that's, exactly that's on them, right. not on you. That is exactly right. That is on them, not on you. Exactly. So, you know, I do it because I can. It's not to make me feel good. As but, as long as George, anything, as long as you are to me giving something from the heart that is not to a scammer. Right. And, and we have talked about this, and I saw this on the Blue Springs page over the weekend where somebody said, there's somebody out here trying to get money for a sick kid. I go, no, do not give your money to them. That's fake. But as long as it's coming yeah. from the heart and you're giving it to someone in need, that is on you. And I agree what they do with that gift is that's not for you. That's on them. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, it, it's the time, you know, we need to give. And, and, you know, give what you can. And Merry Christmas to everybody. Have a great day. God bless. All right, man. Thank you, George. It was so funny. We were walking out the um, TSO show on Saturday afternoon. And there was a guy out there on the street. And and he was playing. He wasn't wasn't playing drums. He was playing percussion. Okay. On a bunch of empty, you know. Yeah. Drum crates. Crates. Stuff like that. And, I mean, this guy was good. Good. He was good. And Sarah's like, man, 
we should drop some money in there. And I'm like, yeah. She goes, Lisey's not one of those violin players outside of a Target. Fake. I go, I know. Fake. We're teaching him. This guy was legit. He was like. Yeah. I mean, he knew how to play. Uh, Michelle in KCK. Uh, Michelle, hello. Uh, it's actually Mitchell. Oh, Mitchell. Sorry. Hello, Mitchell. <laughs> of course it is. Uh, yes, and we misread that on the screen. This is clearly Mitchell. Go ahead, Mitchell. <laughs> um, so I was actually a um, recipient of the whole Adopt-A-Family thing back in 1993. Oh, thank you for calling in. Tell me all about it. Um, so that year, my dad had had a heart attack. And it was like right before Christmas, and... You know, obviously, having a heart attack, he lost his job, couldn't really do anything for Christmas, and my mom was working basically a just slightly above minimum wage job. And at the time, we were living in a house that um, our heating bills every winter were like four to $700 a month. Yeah. And, you know, a family stepped in and bought presents for my brother and I, and as a family, it was one of the best Christmases we ever had hmm. because, you know, it, it's it's not about, you know, for people who buy gifts for people for Christmas and all, you're more worried about the kids yeah, because you want the kids to have a good Christmas, you know, and if People need to, you know, swallow their pride like they used to back before the world went cuckoo. Then that is what needs to happen because the kids are the ones that Christmas is more about if you don't go the whole religious route. And that's just my opinion. You know, it, it, people just need to make sure that the kids are taken care of. Mitchell, have Amen. you then turned around and paid that forward? Have you adopted a family or, or, or done anything of the sort? I have, actually. Um, not really adopting a family because I've never really had the money to be able to do that. Um, but I've bought gifts for people that, you know, um, just were, you know, down on their luck. Yeah. You know, everybody goes through it in this day and age, especially after the pandemic, you know. And... I think as a country, we just need to kind of come together more and help out the people who need it instead of turning around and making people who do that feel bad about why they do it. Mitchell, good to hear from you, man. Thank you for the call. Great point, and thank you for it. Yep. Be well. Okay. All right. Uh, Adam in Overland Park. Adam, good afternoon. Hi. Hello, y'all. Um, I appreciate you. Uh, Scott, welcome back. I'm so glad to hear you back on the air. Good to be back. Thank um, you. The, uh, my wife and I run a tiny pantry down off the of 71st in Metcalf. And we've, adopt, we've had places where we've adopted out families, and it works kind of. What we've found, though, since 2020 is just feeding those people and giving them the ability to save whatever money that they need to to be able to spend on Christmas or to spend on another bill or whatever uh, – goes a lot further. Um, the pantries, it's a little one runs out, uh, out of the front of our house. We put about 20,000 pounds of food out of there every month. Oh, wow. 
um, and giving those people the ability to come home with groceries every single day means a lot. We've got a lot of volunteers that come and help that, uh, and it's all community driven. It's not through harvesters or anybody else, although they do good work on their own. Um, but it's a matter of, and, and we don't do it for ourselves. Uh, we do it because it's the right thing to do. We do it because people need help. Um, and they need that help every day of the year. So Christmas, uh, no matter what religion you're part of, um, you know, Jesus left the, the planet saying, Hey, uh, just take care of my people. When he left and, and he went home, it was just take care of my people, take care of each other. So that's what we've been trying to instill. And it, uh, it's kind of fun because these people get, uh, a lot of these people have other pantries they visit and they bring food that they can't use back to our house, put it up on our porch. And then we put, we put that back out for people who don't get stuff like that. Yeah. And it becomes a cycle to now everybody is helping everybody stay together. And that feeling of Christmas needs to go, it needs to go every day. Uh, it's not hard. Uh, I'm an old Marine. I've seen some, some really bad things. And in the last three years, my heart has changed so much just being able to, uh, have somebody come up and say, you have no idea how much you've been able to uh, help me and my family. And, and we're just trying to be there. I think that attitude needs to go everywhere, not just Christmas. We all get a little bit of into ourselves at Christmas and, oh, look what I can do. Yeah. Um, and I get that. Uh, and it feels good. But, yes, I've had years where I haven't been able to give Christmas to my kids. And um, I kind of want to make sure that that doesn't happen. And the easiest way to do that is help each other, I don't know, every day, year-round. Adam, thank you for the call, man. Really appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, guys. All right, be well. Take care. Uh, Seth and Gower, you get the last word. Seth, hi. Hey, how you guys doing? We're doing well. So Thanks. Good. Hey, uh, Merry Christmas. Merry uh, Christmas to yeah, you. Yeah, I really, I really appreciate what the last caller said. and I, I'm a pastor, so I work. This kind of work is a daily thing for me because our church runs a food pantry and and we do a lot of stuff for people. But one of the things we have to be careful with is making sure that we're actually <clears throat> um, helping people supp um, supply their needs. Because there is a point when helping hurts. There's a great book uh, actually called When Helping mm -hmm. Hurts. It's easy to find. Um, because, and I, I've, you know, I've, I've been, uh, uh, I've, I've served in Africa and seen, uh, lived in Africa and seen uh, people who, you know, they'll, they'll do whatever you want them to do just to, just so you'll feed their family. And I, and I would be the same way if I was in their shoes. Um, but, uh, there's, there is a bit of, uh, expectation from some people, uh, that they have the rights to presents and things like that. And do kids deserve presents on Christmas? You bet. Does our church help with that? Of course we do, but we want to make sure they have their needs before they get their wants. And I think that's the most important thing people can do year-round is make sure that people have what they need more than just, you know, they want. But one final thing on that, what this does is it lets people know that they're seen and that they're valuable um, and that they're important because a lot of the uh, time, if people are needy, if they are in need, they can feel like nobody sees them or they're not valuable or they don't have any support or anybody that cares about them or loves them. And, and whenever people are able to do these sorts of things, even go above and beyond the needs and, and help them out with wants, it lets them know that they're valuable. Seth, I love the call, man. Thank you for making it. Yeah, you bet. Thank be you, guys. Be well, right, you Pastor. Thank you. Thank you. 913-586-7610.
7798-586-7798. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Uh, if you are Dana's or my age, you know the name Eric Montross. He was a center for the University of North Carolina when we were in college. Uh, Eric Montross, NBA big man, uh, died overnight at the age of 52 oh, after a cancer fight. Uh, the school releasing the family's announcement on Monday morning saying that Montross died late yesterday, surrounded by loved ones at his home in Chapel Hill. He had been diagnosed with cancer in March, <clears throat> leading him to step away from his duties as a radio analyst for the University of North Carolina mm. broadcast. Uh, he played for the Tar Heels under Dean Smith wow. from 1990 to 1994 and was a two-time second-team All-American. He was on the 1993 championship team, number nine overall pick. Mm. God bless him and his family this Amen. time of year. Um, legendary broadcaster Dick Vitale, did you see this over the weekend, says he is cancer-free. Oh, that's great And that news. Santa Claus came early. And this is, by the way, his third cancer bout since 2021. Uh, the 84-year-old announced on Twitter he is healthy. Good. And uh, just got off the phone with his doctors. The PET scan is clean. All of that stuff. Uh, no new evidence of cancer whatsoever. Now, he had planned to get back in the booth November 28th, given his positive uh, prognosis, Scott, but doctors want him to take a longer break because the impact, think about it, his treatments have ravaged his voice. He's working right now, and, and, and if you follow him on Twitter, he's working yeah. with a voice coach, he's working with all kinds of people yep. to see if they can get his voice back. Um, there, there's something going on because of the treatment in his vocal cords, yeah, but take, take the season he's, he's cancer-free, and you know, such a joy to see him calling games and hopefully we'll see that again mm. but i think the good news is he he is cancer free uh one of my favorite stories this week back to talking about christmas my daughters brought in a real live christmas tree over the weekend and put it up and they were all getting excited and giggly um and i know a lot of you did the same but did you hear about this kentucky family i think there's a video of this scott that well, i'm looking at it found a baby Aww. owl hello in their live Christmas tree. Now, keep in mind, they didn't just bring the tree in, plop it down, and there's an owl. This owl was in their tree four days before they noticed it. Quoting here from... Was uh, it nesting in there? I, I No, I think it's a baby. So oh. maybe 
Quoting here from Michelle White, I have three dogs. We use this room nonstop. We watch TV. The kitchen's right here. There was no indication. But a guy named Bobby Hayes, who owns Magic Carpet Cleaning and was at the home while the family was out, first noticed the bird after plugging in a piece of equipment and seeing this tree start to move. The owl was literally sitting on a lower limb. It crawled up into the tree further to hide. It took me several minutes to find it. He sent the photos to White, who said, uh, there's an owl in your tree. And I assume at that point they called, like, I don't know, you call, like, a... Owl exterminator? Like a, no, why? Uh, you don't exterminate no. it. Well, no, a removal service. Yes. Removal service. You take it to a zoo or... I don't know what you do with it. <laughs> uh, and then real quick, speaking of zoo, because I just saw this, I love it. The Kansas City Zoo will take your holiday lights once you are done with them. Instead of putting those in the trash where they will... Why wouldn't you just use them again? Because a lot of people don't. Really? If you are done with your lights at the end of the season, please take them to the Kansas City Zoo. I didn't know people threw away their lights. Yeah, the Kansas City Zoo will take them and appropriately recycle or get rid of... We don't want those ending up in the ocean killing a turtle. This past weekend on Saturday Night Live on Weekend Update, you know this is the one week of the year where they write their each other's scripts, right? Yeah. You want to explain this? Well, it's horrible. And funny. Colin Jost writes the jokes for Michael Che. And Michael Che writes the jokes. And neither one of them know what's about to happen or Oof. what the jokes are. They are until, reading these until, cold. Until it shows up on the teleprompter. And they make them, because of that, very awkward and very uncomfortable. They posted a photo on Instagram of herself in a chrome Versace dress and platinum blonde hair that many people online described as too white. In fact, Beyonce looked so white that I was finally attracted to her. (laughs) That is, wow. The Adult Survivors Act, which allowed sex abuse victims to file lawsuits even after the statute of limitations expire, has resulted in several new suits. Figures, because bitches love bringing up old stuff. (laughs) Am I right? (laughs) The woman marched with King. Musical about the life of Michael Jackson has become one of the highest grossing shows on Broadway. And my review of the acting is the same as my opinion of MJ's trial. Michael is amazing, but the kids are not believable at all. That is terrible. But I don't, oh, but I don't want to end like that. It's the holidays, and I want to end on a positive, uplifting note, especially with all the turmoil in the Middle East right now. <laughs> So I want to say from the bottom of my heart, whether you're Jewish or Muslim, y'all need Jesus. <laughs> wow. Hey, wow. Wow. That was a great message. Wow. That was a great message. That's a great message. If people can find you on Instagram, that's no. cool. <laughs> New York State now allows movie theaters to serve alcohol, which is how I'm finally able to enjoy my wife's little art movies. (laughs) 
Okay, there it is. He's married to Scarlett Johansson. Hence, hence the joke. We are not playing the joke that came after that. Because <laughs> it was worse than all of the other jokes combined. Very funny. Uh, hey, <laughs> if you live in Jackson County, you are going to want to hang on for the 3 o'clock hour. We have State Auditor Scott Fitzpatrick coming on to the program. This is a really good outcome for a whole lot of you. Mm-hmm. But when, how, we'll break it all down with the auditor and the dumpster fire that were those assessments this last year. Straight ahead on Dana and Parks. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 